Tracy Bauer. I'm Dan Olson-Bang. And this is Syracuse University GradCast. In today's episode, Dan and I are back together again to discuss informational interviews. And I think this topic is probably the thing I push most with students to try out doing and probably the thing that many students haven't heard of when they think about networking and their job search. Tracy, what is an informational interview? An informational interview is something you set up while you're networking with someone who is probably working at a company or working in a job that interests you. The goal is to interview the person, whether it's over the phone or via Zoom, or sometimes when it's safe in person, and gather information from them. So asking different questions about how they got into their career, what you could do to make yourself a great candidate, and varying different questions about what it's like to work at the company. And you're gathering information. You are leading the interview. So you are conducting an interview with that person. These typically take about 15 minutes, maybe to 30 minutes, and you can do as many of these as you can set up with individuals from a wide range of different industries, companies, and career paths. And this is a great way to learn about not only applying to different places, but about what it's like to work at the company, which then will help you to be a better candidate and also have more information prior to maybe accepting a position. I want to get this straight, Tracy. Um you're not mentioning recruiters in this. So you're, you're saying that people should interview with people who do the job that they want, in essence, rather than with recruiters. Why is that? Right. So this is not a job interview. A job interview is when you're contacted by a recruiter or a company to interview for a position. I don't recommend or I haven't mentioned recruiters simply because unless you're going into being a recruiter, they don't have as much information about what it's like to work in a particular department like marketing, accounting, or IT. So you want to focus your efforts on the individuals who are doing the positions that you want to do to get the most information. And I think a lot of people have listened to our networking episode. If not, please do. And we mentioned that you know reaching out to recruiters can be really tricky. A lot of recruiters want you to follow the very formal channels of applying online, going through the proper you know applicant tracking system by filling out the long application, as opposed to chatting with you about the opportunities because they are already doing so much with their job seekers in the hiring process. Focusing on the people that work in the positions that you want to work in will give you so much more information about what it's like to work in that department, how to make yourself stand out, and possibly even be connecting to somebody who could hire you in the future. When I'm you know, setting up informational interviews, what can I expect from that informational interview, Dan? An informational interview is not a huge amount of time that you're asking for. So really, you're looking for 15 to 30 minutes uh, of focus time when you're going to ask some specific questions. A lot of people say, what am I supposed to say during an informational interview? And I'd like to take the focus off of you and what you're supposed to do. It's really about asking about their experiences in, in the company, how they got there, and what advice they have for you. So it's really uh, about listening. So when you're when you're having this informational interview, you definitely want to give them enough information to know who you are and why it makes sense that you're talking to the person, but then the spotlight is on them and learning about what they do. You're really looking for a mentor and a guide rather than um, a, a way of performing how intelligent or or how qualified you are for the position. Tracy, 
How do I find people to interview? I think this is a question that comes up a lot. How should I reach out once I found somebody? Great. So we try to host several different workshops each semester, and we record some of those. So if you are listening to this podcast and you want some more insight into that, maybe check out our events and or check out one of our previously recorded webinars or um, ask for one of our tip sheets. So we have a lot of information. There's so many different ways that you can find people to interview. One way is definitely using LinkedIn. We recommend that you reach out to Syracuse University alumni, and LinkedIn has over 153,000 alumni associated with SU that you can search for on LinkedIn. And so we can teach you how to find them through the alumni page and reach out to them. You also may be interested or maybe a member already of some professional memberships such as American Society of Chemical Engineers or something like that, where those are individuals who do the jobs that you want to do in the future. When you are a member of one of those professional organizations, you have access to search the member directory and can reach out to people that way. Now, those come with a fee, but oftentimes that fee is very nominal for a student. But definitely you'd want to assess what the benefits are before you pay that fee and join that organization. Now, we're recording this in fall 2020, so of course we are in COVID times, and so there aren't really in-person networking events. Those will resume in the future, and those are great ways to meet people as well. So whether it's through an alumni club event in a city that um, you're relocating to or that you move to after graduation, or it's an event put on by a local chamber of commerce or a company even, in-person networking events can be great to meet someone initially and then to set up and follow up in the future via phone, via email to do an informational interview. So there's a wide range of finding people. I don't want to also, I don't want to forget professors. Um, They are great um, people to reach out to as well, people you've really connected with because they might know individuals who've graduated who do the things that you'd like to do. And also maybe sometimes you've got family or friends. Family and friends oftentimes, even if they don't work in the industry that you work in, might have friends or additional people that they know that work in areas that you want to. And I think the biggest thing is, is, Doing your job search should not be a secret, and you don't have to go shout from rooftops that you're looking for a position, but I think the more people that know that you're looking for a position, the better, because it simply just opens up all these different possibilities of people who may know individuals who work at places that are interesting to you. Now, depending on how you've met someone, that will then dictate how you reach out to them. I think the most popular way, especially right now, is using LinkedIn and sending a personalized message as you send a connection request, briefly identifying who you are, why you're reaching out, and what you're hoping to happen next is really important. And so that's maybe three to four sentences that you're a current student, that you're really interested in working at their company someday, and maybe would they have some time to chat with you to help you out with a few questions that you have because you're curious about what it's like to work at the company and how you could make yourself a great candidate. When you reach out to individuals, you need to do all three of those elements. And I find that a lot of students introduce themselves and say, I'm a current student at Syracuse University, but then fail to have a call to action or a next step. And so the person you're reaching out to may just say, great, happy to connect because they don't They didn't realize that you wanted something else. So asking that additional question is really important. And again, if you have questions on this, we've got lots of webinars. You can also meet with us one-on-one. We're happy to help you refine that message to make sure that you are saying great things to that person. 
So Dan, when I'm thinking about um, setting up the informational interview, it can probably be quite nerve wracking. So what do I do during the call to start and finish it? Sure. Um, when you start the call, obviously remind the person of who you are and, and how you were acquainted with them. And um, there is an element of this that will be follow the leader. It's not unlike the way that interviews go where there might be some small talk, some elements that um, you'll just have to feel out in the moment. Um, but you know, express your appreciation at the beginning of the call. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Um, and then I think fairly quickly, assuming that the uh, small talk has, has come to a close, then you're going to want to ask a question. And so you definitely want to make sure that the other person recognizes that you have an agenda, that you have a real purpose for the conversation. And so, you know, you, you ask questions, you follow the conversation during this. You, don't, you shouldn't be excessively rigid about the way that you've prepared. And sometimes when we're nervous, we do that. Um, and then make sure that as the call comes to a close that you don't, so to speak, overstay your welcome. If you came in with the intention of three or four questions, make sure that at the end of it, you, you haven't taken up too much time. If you're getting signals from the other person that they'd like to go, make sure that you, you do that. Um, and as, as it closes, make sure that you are going, make sure that you ask the person if there are other people who uh, might also you know, be interested in, in talking to you. So part of a network is creating or following the threads. So if somebody says to you, oh, I know this other person, you know, that's a great thing because then you have somebody else now that you can talk to and you can say that this first person sent you there. Um, and, you know, at the end of the at the end of the call, excuse me, you'll you'll want to express your appreciation again, indicate that you'd like to stay in, in contact or stay connected if possible. And and then end the call. Now, we're at the end of the call in my question. My question to you is what kinds of questions are best for this? Great. So you mentioned how to set up the call, how to finish the call. And in the middle of the call, you're asking questions of the person. And what you ask really depends on who you're speaking with. So while I recommend trying to reach out to individuals who work in departments or in job titles that you hope to have in the future, you may also reach out to someone who works in a different area. And that's okay too. You would just adjust those questions. So some questions you might ask if someone is working in a role that you'd like to have is, what is a typical day like? What do you like most about your work? Are there any um, thoughts as to how I could make myself a great candidate for a position in this type of field for the future? So something related to their experience and related to how you can then be a great candidate for the future. Now, if it's something that if it's someone that is working in marketing and you're looking to be a data scientist, you would then ask different questions. Maybe, where do you see the company going in the next few years? How do you interact with other departments in the company? What do you enjoy about going to work each day? How do you fulfill that mission? And do you have an idea of how the different parts of the company all work together towards that mission? So those would be more general questions toward the company. And of course, a quick Google search will give you hundreds of questions you could ask. 
Dan also mentioned, you know, can you suggest someone else I could contact for additional information? And this is a great question simply because it keeps expanding your network. And hopefully the person says yes, and you have additional contacts to speak with. Now, the one thing that you want to be mindful of when you are asking these questions is you cannot give the person homework. So you cannot ask for a referral. You cannot ask them to review their resume, your resume. You cannot ask them to do anything that requires them to do additional work. You need to let that person offer those items to you because you are in charge of your job search and you can't just delegate it off to other individuals. Although I know that these networking contacts could result into a further relationship or a mentorship in the future. You want to let it evolve organically. And really, like Dan mentioned, try not to be rigid in your call and see where the call goes and follow it in that way. Now, sometimes these calls will go really well. Sometimes they may be a little bit awkward. And of course, we can always talk through with you the questions that you're thinking of asking, as well as help you practice how you introduce yourselves and how you follow up or, or finish out the call. And so lastly, we've completed the call. We're feeling pretty good. Everything went well. We thanked the person for their time. So Dan, how should they? How should students follow up with a person after they speak with them for the informational interview? Certainly at minimum, within 24 hours of the call, you'll want to have sent them a short thank you note. A short thank you note would be something like, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me about your career. You might provide some particulars there. And then in the middle of it, I think, after that sentence, you should have some kind of content specific to the conversation. I was especially interested in what you told me about the way the, the company is moving. I think that that's a really fascinating direction, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. At the end of it, there may be a um, some call to action, but typically it's best if you just... Um, express your appreciation and say, you know, I, I hope to keep in touch. One thing to remember, not every call, as Tracy mentioned, is going to feel great or be successful. You know, you don't have chemistry with everybody and it's probably not reasonable to ask for that. Um, but if you feel, as Tracy said, that the call went well, that you had a good rapport, then you also have a hope that maybe this will continue beyond that one call. And so a lot of people ask, beyond, okay, I've sent a thank you note. Now what do I do? I've made connection with the person. So there are times when you'll reconnect. There may be, for instance, let's say we're talking as we are really in September, maybe later on in the semester, you want to update the person with what's going on or a news item or something like that comes across your desk that you think the other person might be interested in. There are ways that you can periodically ping somebody. On the other hand, though, make sure that you don't overdo it, which sometimes happens, I think. So if you talk to them a couple of times, um, you know, once every month or two, that would be reasonable, assuming that they seem like they're interested in doing that. But but make sure that you don't kind of overstay your welcome. Make sure that the that it's going well. Toward the end of your program, assuming that you've started these informational interviews early in your program, as we recommend, it may be time to circle back in a more definite and kind of career-focused way. But that's why you build relationships in the first place rather than asking for something. So assuming that you didn't have an ask, later on, you might circle back and say, uh, you know, now that I'm getting close to finishing my master's or my, my PhD, I, um, 
I'm wondering if you have some advice uh, specifically about uh, what I can do to make myself a good candidate. That may result in that specific kind of advice. They might give you that advice, but there, it's also implicit in that, that you might be asking about other opportunities. And these people are not stupid. They know, they recognize what you're asking for. And so they can take the hint. If they want to help you in some material way, put you in front of a hiring manager or something like that, that's something that they will do. So it's just a matter of uh, ensuring that that happens. Um, but yeah, the, it's, it's very important and very necessary that you do this in an organic way. As Tracy said, don't give them lots of homework or any homework really. Make sure that you don't ask for something if you if they instead could have the opportunity to offer it to you people don't like being sort of pushed into doing things they like to to be generous they like to offer and that's really what the informational interview is about is about getting a relationship going in in such a way that maybe down the road you'll get lucky and get more out of it than just those questions but remember too that if you got information from somebody and they didn't give you a job, you were going for information. And so it was a success and it's worth it to be content with that. And so I think that the process in general has a lot of different outcomes, but it is always, as I hear again and again, a valuable process to make sure that you're doing. Just from our conversation this morning, clearly if you're listening and you're new to informational interviews, you know that this is very complicated, and a brief podcast is just here to get you started. Dan and I are here to walk you through all of the questions that you have, and we welcome those questions. These are the types of activities that you should be partaking in for your job search. Because again, whether it's you get information or the person offers a referral so you get an interview, all of those things can help you along your journey to getting that next job out of school. We hope that you learned something new today about informational interviewing, and we hope that you'll try it if you haven't done it before, or you'll keep doing it and maybe have some more information about how to be more successful. My name is Tracy Bauer. I'm Dan Olson-Bang. And this is Syracuse University GradCast. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.